It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the NBA fanatic, got Jay Smoove in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Smoove, here we go. NBA Friday, only a couple of lines available, but we do have about seven games on the card for today. Right now, we got a line for the Nuggets and Grizzlies game. We got a line for the Pacers and Lakers game on pregame.com. If you go to the Game Center, you can see those lines are up. There is a line here on FanDuel Smooth for the Rockets and the Jazz game. Going to be the biggest line of the day. And you actually like a pick in this one. The Jazz are going to be minus 15 and a half. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it to you. We talked a little bit about this Rockets team and this Jazz team. You kind of like Utah here laying laying a boatload. I'm not going to push back on you one bit. What's your reason in here for the Jazz? Yeah, I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay it with the Jazz, man. And it's just a lot of good different uh reasons for both sides, uh, with the Jazz and the Rockets. But starting out with the Jazz, um, you know, the first half of the season, you know, they've had not only the best not only the best team, uh, and the most consistent team, but they've had like an his historical run. And, you know, I just don't think that they're getting as much respect as they think that they should be getting. Or that, um, or that their um, play, you know, demands that they get, you know, especially with you know having two All Stars, and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert being named All Stars, but during that draft between uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, and they were picked last by default, and you know LeBron had a comment of you know nobody really pays too much attention to Utah, and you know that's some bulletin board material I think that they can use. Um, for the rest of the rest of the season, not just the second half of the season. And, you know, they beat the Lakers pretty bad, albeit it was without Anthony Davis. But I think with LeBron saying that, they're just going to be a lot focused and locked in, you know, for the second half of the season going into the playoffs. Um, you know, plus, you know, the Jazz at home, you know, they're one of the best teams, if not the best team, you know, uh, against the spread. Um, you know, they're 8-2, and two, uh, you know, straight up. And against the uh, and against the spread in this series, uh, playing the Rockets over the last ten games and the Rockets, you know that was the Rockets going eight and two, you know over the years. But you know this year the Rockets they're just really bad. Um, I think they're in tank mode, even though it's the beginning of the second half of the uh, second half of the season. And you know they already stated came out and stated that their front office was you know pretty much everybody's available for trade except for Christian Wood. And if you look at what the Rockets did tonight, you know, they played the Kings, you know, to start their second half of the season. And the Kings, they have, you know, not just the worst defense, you know, um, in the league this year, but they've had one of the worst defense in, in NBA history. And they only scored 105 points while only shooting, you know, barely over 40% from the field themselves. So I just think the Rockets, they're, you know, uh, deep in the tank mode. So I laid a 15 and a half, you know, maybe a safer play, maybe looking at some first half when it comes out. I think it'll be somewhere between seven and a half, maybe up to eight and a half. Um, but I like the Jazz. You know, I'm going to take the Jazz laying the 15 and a half, you know, when that line officially comes out. You know, my question smooth to you is is going to be, you know, when do we bet the Rockets or do we ever bet the Rockets? You know, we take a look at this Houston team and it's pretty clear at least they've made it clear 
that pretty much every damn player within that roster is, you know, on the chopping block. They could be traded. They could be let go, whatever the case might be, except Christian Wood. You know, they, they plan on building around him. You know, you were talking about, you know, important players that are that are lined up in college that would be, you know, kind of a good fit for this Rockets team. You know, they don't have to go out there and say they're going to tank and they're not going to say that. But um, I think one thing that you want to do is you have to consider that. But two, you know, when, when you kind of just don't put a, a team on the floor that, that could even remain somewhat competitive. And it's not only that, like, you know, a, a bunch of guys on this roster are hurt. It's like, well, when when are we going to get, you know, a competent, healthy Rockets team that's going to have any type of mojo together? Um, again this season and I'm not even quite confident that that we might even see that Rockets team so I don't know when the hell we bet this team um, so I'll just throw it right back to you like what are you going to need to see from from the Rockets you know obviously a win here a win there yeah I mean that's good but like what do you need to see in order for you to start thinking that you know the Rockets have at least you know gelled and formed together as as a basketball club that could go out there and at least cover a line, you know, let alone win a game. At this point, I think the Rockets are just a, a bet against team or a pass or maybe a look to the over. Um, uh, just with this season, I think we've seen enough from the Rockets that just lets us know that, well, it just let me know that um, I just don't have any confidence that we're ever going to see that, that team um, again. You know, they had a, a stretch of games, you know, right after they uh, traded away James Harden where they, they played some good basketball and, you know, uh, I think they won maybe five straight. But I think that had to do with a lot of motivation to prove, you know, James Harden wrong that, you know, they could play basketball and they can win some games. But after that stretch, you know, they just uh, dealt with some injuries. You know, they let some guys go. You know, they let DeMarcus Cousins go. And, you know, John Wall, sometimes he's in and out of the, in and out of the lineup when he, you know, coming back from injury. And just looking at this team, even before the break, you know, they had lost uh, 13 straight and tonight made it 14 straight. You know, they haven't covered a game in their last, you know, 10 matchups. Um, and even in these losses, you know, they're not close losses. You know, they're they're losing pretty bad, you know, more than 10 points, you know, approaching 15 points a game that they're losing by. And, you know, with the second half of the season, you know, having, you know, maybe 35 or 36 games left or so and having one of the, you know, three worst records in the league, I don't think they have any motivation to, you know, try to improve and try to, you know, build on, you know, get something built, you know, to carry on over to next year. Because, you know, if you look, if uh, you look at some of the players that are going to be available in this draft, like uh, a Kay Cunningham at Oklahoma State or Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga or the two elite kids, you know, that's playing in the NBA G League team, you know, they may be looking to, you know, solidify their chances of landing a top five pick or better to try to get one of those young wing players or point guards to pair with Chris, uh, to pair with Christian Wood. So, yeah, I think that the, the Rockets, they're just in, you know, full tank mode and fire sale, fire sale mode with, you know, looking to move a lot of the veterans they have on the roster. You know, you look at the guys that played tonight, you know, they had a lot of G league guys. Um, I know I like, I like Kevin Porter a lot, but you know, he's, He's a, uh, you know, he's not going to be somebody that um, is going to, you know, have a huge impact to like turn their season around. So I think you'll see, you know, you'll continue to see this team, you know, as is right now moving forward. So 
I think it'll be, a, you know, a, a lot of good spots to bet against him, you know, with him being in tank mode. You know, one thing I was thinking about, maybe a bet that we could probably, you know, try to identify and try to make, you know, might actually be, you know, taking taking the star from the from the heavily favored team and betting them under their points, rebounds, and assists. You know, typically you need you need a guy to play like a full game, and going up against you know the Rockets, I don't I don't think a lot of these you know better teams you know that they're going to have their elite guys out there when they're up twenty twenty five points. Um, you might only need them for you know a half or three quarters, and it's like you know well if you take you know if you take a quarter away from from a player, uh, regardless of the fact, or even a half of a quarter, that's going to move that. It's going to move that total. I understand those guys can go out there and erupt to a certain extent, but I think that's one way that we can go ahead and look to uh, maybe go ahead and make another bet potentially, you know, within the Rockets games um, is, t- is taking the star from the other team who, you know, might or maybe even their, their secondary guy, you know, who's going to end up shooting a ton um, throughout, you know, throughout the game or whatever the case might be. Maybe we go ahead and we look to go ahead and try to get those guys in an ideal situation where, you know, we can make some money with them playing them under their points, rebounds, and assists. Um, I'm sitting here smoothing. I'm looking at the 76ers game. They're playing the Wizards now. The Wizards are a team that, that you and I talked about earlier on in the year. Uh, we felt pretty good with them. We liked the fact that Russ was going to be there. Um, you know, he's going to be teamed up with Beal. We felt that, you know, that they could potentially be, you know, like a, like a sleeper playoff team because of the roster that they had. Now, they had a lot of injuries going on this year. Uh, but they're going to play the Sixers tomorrow. Sixers right now laying five points, but there was no Embiid tonight. There was no Ben Simmons tonight, and Philly still managed to rip off a win. I think Philly goes into that game tomorrow, you know, probably highly motivated again, and I wonder if Embiid and Simmons both show up and play tomorrow. Even though the Wizards are at home, if Embiid and Simmons show up tomorrow in that game, I would I would lean a little bit maybe to Philly laying the five on the road. Not sure how you feel about that. Have you heard any word about Embiid or Simmons if they will play tomorrow by chance? Yeah, I, I was paying attention to that a little bit also. Um, I do think that there's going to be one of those guys that's out. I think it's Ben Simmons. He's still in quarantine. And I did see some news that Joel Embiid could be questionable for that game. But you know, I would look to I would look to lean towards playing the Wizards if Embiid does miss this game, you know, tomorrow night. But if he does, I would look to uh, I would look to pass. But you know, like uh, we talked about a while ago, I'm I'm really high on the Sixers team, and you know, even though it was against the Bulls tonight, the Bulls have been playing pretty well, and without their two star players, um, you know, Tobias Harris with the rest of the role players you know, got a pretty comfortable win. But um, if if those two guys are out again, I just don't I just don't see them uh, having that a, a repeat performance against a, a Wizards team that's just as hungry, you know, just as motivated and will have their two better players in the lineup, you know, for tomorrow's matchup. And um, so if you do like the Wizards, I would bet it now, you know, banking on the idea that Embiid is out. And, you know, if you do like Embiid, I would probably, or if you do like the Sixers and Embiid uh, ends up playing, I probably would bet it now because if it comes out when it comes out later that he that he is playing, is more than likely going to go up. Yeah, I probably, you know, after you're talking, 
I probably wouldn't take the Sixers then. I, like I want both of them in there. If they're both in there, then I w- then I would play Philly. But if even if one of them's out, um, I don't think I would take Philly on a back to back with just one of the stars um, on the floor. More than likely, um, it'll be probably a research game for me, kind of with my you know eyes and ears and everything kind of glued, trying to figure out wh- who's going to play or whether they're going to play or not. Um, and, and taking a look and seeing what that line does. Uh, what other games we got here? We got the Pelicans. That was a nice call. Uh, you had the Pelicans over. They went over their total tonight. I'm so I'm, I'm floored that they lost the way that they did against that Minnesota team. I actually like New Orleans quite a bit. I sort of liked them a lot last night when we were doing our podcast. I'm shocked that they got beat the way that they did. Uh, Lakers will be back. They're going to be minus four and a half against the Pacers. Not sure how you feel about the Lakers. I feel like that line's short. Um, I thought maybe that line would be a little bit higher. Did, have you done any work on that game by chance? Yeah, and I was leaning towards the towards the Lakers. I agree with you. This line is really short at uh, opening at four and a half, and I think it's still at that four and a half mark. Um, so that that line is telling me that the Lakers are slightly better than the Pacers, and I disagree with that. Even with Anthony Davis out, you know they they have you know Dennis Schroeder back in the lineup, and you know I've seen. Uh, an article earlier today that LeBron said it's, it's go time now. And anytime LeBron says it's go time and it's the second half of the season or the playoffs and you're on the other side of a bet, you know, that always worries me because there's, there's nobody that can, that can stop that guy when he gets in that mode. So, and I don't think the Pacers have anything that they can throw at him to slow him down. So he comes out and he's looking to be aggressive and, you know, and doing his thing. Uh, four and a half is a real short line for that Lakers team to cover, uh, especially being at home. You know what I probably would do in that game now that I'm looking at the line, and the line saying it's going to be a competitive game. And I think that, you know, if LeBron's coming out and he's saying that it's go time, I think a lot of a lot of a lot of that has to do with with the Lakers going out there and playing defense. I think the Pacers could play decent defense against this Lakers team. I think they have at least enough size to kind of slow LeBron down or to at least give him enough trouble, you know, outside on the perimeter, you know, maybe with, with Sabonis or maybe Turner to go ahead and have LeBron, you know, eventually get the ball, you know, out of his hands. I would probably look at the under in that one. It's 217 and a half. And I feel like that line's short, but it's just telling me it's going to be a really competitive game. And I think at this at this point's move, I think you'd agree with me with somebody like the Pacers. Like with them, it's go time right now too. I think right now they're sitting outside of the playoffs, so I wouldn't be shocked if we see, you know, maybe a LeBron game plan tomorrow where it's focused on defense, but it's focused on execution and getting a win. And for the Pacers, it's going to be, you know, we, we got to go on the road out to the West Coast. You know, we need to go out there and, and, and give everything that we got. And, yeah, I think the under makes the most sense to me in that one. I feel like that Laker, like it, it feels fishy to me. It feels like it stinks. But I think the under is probably a way to go in that one. How, how, how do you feel about the total? Yeah, I would agree with you too there, 100%. Uh, both teams, you know, have – um you know, traits that uh, favor the under, you know, with the Lakers missing, you know, their second best player, Anthony Davis, you know, um, and probably their, 
would be their leading scorer if he was in the lineup. And they also play at a slow pace, maybe one of the slowest in the league. And the Pacers, you know, they play at a pretty a pretty slow pace, maybe not as slow as the Lakers, but they don't have an elite scorer like a LeBron James either. And, you know, both teams, you know, really like to play defense, like you mentioned. And 217 and a half may seem low, you know, compared to how teams are scoring now. Um, you know, but the Lakers, you know, at home, if you look at their last few games, uh, especially I think with the Blazers before the uh before the break there, you know, they barely scored a hundred and they held the Blazers under a hundred and they had an elite score in uh Damian Lillard and they pretty much kept him in check. So if they gotta go up against a Pacers team that doesn't have an elite score like that, um they could really lock down really lock down that Pacers team and you know, both teams playing at a slower pace, uh that two seventeen and a half, you know, that pretty much makes, you know, more sense to take the under than maybe the maybe the uh line for the game. That's what I was thinking too. That's probably what I'll end up doing. Um what else do we got here? Saw the Nets won tonight. Kyrie went off, had a pretty good game. Uh, we do have the Nuggets on the road tomorrow. They'll be a slight favorite, minus three. Uh, against the Grizzlies, total two twenty eight. Not sure if you're uh, if you're interested in that one. You get the Heat and the Bulls, Magic Spurs. Um, you got any other interest in any other games tomorrow? Um, I would probably look towards the uh, look towards the you know playing the Nuggets, uh, leaning that way. You know, laying the three on the road. They're you know started to play a little bit better. Uh, the defense is you know rounding into shape. Um, they're getting a little bit healthier, you know, minus Gary Harris can never really count on him to have a healthy stretch of games, but whenever he is in there, you know, he does give them a lot on both ends of the floor, but it looks like they're, um, getting into that playoff mode. Uh, I do like the Grizzlies, but I just think that the Nuggets matchup is, uh, might be a little bit more, a little, a little bit tough for them because they have a Jokic that can, you know, take, you know, Valanchunas inside and out. You know, Murray can have, you know, can match up with uh, with Morant. And then they just have a, a lot of other wing players and other point guards, another point guards like Monte Morris, Michael Porter Jr. Um, that could take advantage of some other matchups that the Grizzlies throw out there. So I would probably lean towards, you know, the Nuggets in that one. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the Pelicans game against the Cavs. And we already talked about the Cavs and, and- – you know, we, we flirted a little bit with, with the word tank with that team. And the Pelicans are coming off of an embarrassing loss. I just wonder if, you know, laying eight again, you know, they were laying eight against Minnesota. If it makes sense to lay eight again here with the Pelicans against a team like the Cavs, I don't know. I think maybe I would probably consider playing the Pelicans again. I just wonder if I'd get burned again by that team. I don't know. I don't know. That's about it, though. I mean, we covered pretty much everything that we have here, at least lines or opinions. Uh, so you guys got a couple plays. Hopefully you guys will uh, will do well and cash in. Uh, Smooth and I will probably jump on a podcast. Maybe maybe we'll actually do some stuff uh, later on tonight. Maybe we'll get Mackenzie to jump on. And, damn, we got some college basketball stuff as well uh, coming up over the next uh, couple weeks, actually. Make sure you guys jump over to bettingpredators.com check out all the articles and stuff that we have up uh there's some some pretty cool college basketball stuff uh, i give out some handicapping tips if you guys are looking how uh looking at how to go ahead and, and try to you know handicap these teams when they come in 
Uh, I have some pretty good pointers there that you guys can go ahead and, and kind of dissect when you're going and you're looking at, at the brackets and all the matchups and stuff like that. Uh, I think Uncle Dave might actually write something up. Uh, it looks like everybody's going to kind of contribute. Uh, but we do have some, some breaking news coming uh, here shortly uh, with the website and uh, some really cool content that we're going to have. So uh, make sure you guys keep it locked, keep grinding, and uh, hopefully you guys do uh, rather well with some of these wagers today. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get smooth at smooth underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on your Friday. Enjoy the games.